Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 108, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And uh, Tony is reporting for duty. Hello, Luke. Tonight's episode brought to you by Cooked Video. Visit HaydenCook.co <gasps> to book in your motion graphics from all over the world. Sponsor? Yeah, we've got a sponsor. we got a real sponsor? <laughs> yeah. Um, is it Cookie? Yeah, we got Cookie sponsor. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't know how much that's just cost him. N- no, it's a lot though. <laughs> He'll find out. Yeah, he'll get the bill, won't he? <laughs> yeah. And we can set like deck collectors on him if he doesn't pay up. So yeah. simple as that. There you go. Uh, one PlayStation Four, please. We'll go for a PS Five. It's just about to come out. No, I just I know he um, we had a catch up with him yesterday. And I know he just got a PS4, so it seems more like something we could reach for. i got to say, it's a bit late to be jumping on the PS4 and the PS5 just just around the corner. Probably a good price. Probably I feel good. like I've done that with most consoles my it's whole probably life. Probably a good price, but yeah, you just feel, I feel like you'd be behind the eight ball on the, on the tech. Well, the thing is, it was a pre-lockdown purchase, so a thing to do. Oh, so yeah. probably more than got your money's worth after that. I think it's a smart buy. Real smart buy since it's just paid for this ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, good week. Yeah. Out, out of, but give me a number between one and ten for how many motion graphic videos you ordered this week mm-hmm. from HaydenCook.co. Me personally. Yeah. Uh, and don't you dare say zero, because that's just rude. I, I, potentially I lost count <laughs> okay I'll take that yeah that's fair enough right so you booked that at haydencook.co how many mentions do you have to get in of this <laughs> I'm going alright yeah <laughs> <laughs> like are we contractually com- to committed to saying it so many times saying what haydencook.co <laughs> ding <laughs> <laughs> do you need to spell his name because Hayden can be spelled differently I was just going to say h-a-y-d-e-n cook c-o-o-k without the e yes without the e don't um, be confused with the cookie comment earlier we're dropping the e drop the e we dropped the e right on off. this show yeah and the dot what sort of dot it's uh, a normal dot yeah okay like a full stop okay. i assume this is a sentence like cook being a a doing word to cook <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the c-o what does that mean? Like, has he bought a domain from the Cook Islands or something? It's just the .co. At least... Or dot .com? Dot companies? Companies. Just .company, That's what yeah. .com is. Isn't not .co. Isn't .com, like... .com isn't... .com isn't company, is it? I thought it was. Maybe it is. But you, you have, like, .co.nz. I always thought it was .company. .nz. Yeah. Maybe there's both. Um... Hayden, we've got some work for you. <laughs> uh, what I need you to do is tell us why .co and what .co is. I feel like it's like, you know, like how um, like the cool thing in tech is something .io and they've found whatever country the .co is. 
Okay, Hayden, stand down because we've got an iPad in studio today, uh, and I see <laughs> Tony's wait? fingers dancing across the keyboard. This is good content. We're off to a flyer, by the way. Like everyone will be really to, excited. Try to, I'm trying to buy HaydenCook.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, interested in HaydenCook.com, our domain broker service may be able to get it for you. Stop oh. talking about it. Maybe he doesn't want you to say that. Right? The .co is kind of fun. I like it. I think it's cool. I'm going to the .co. Where does .co originate? Oh, we didn't ask me that. Like, this is not exciting. What else should we talk about? The mystery of .co. <laughs> <laughs> Where does the .co... I, 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 for one, I'm surprised that you're even talking about this, considering I might have tetanus right now. <laughs> yeah. So, .co is the internet country code for Colombia. Told you. <laughs> you didn't. I did. I said it was a country. You said Cook Islands. Yeah, but you said it was companies. It's .com, right? I don't know. Now find .com then and, and I've got prove .co, I've got right. .co versus .com. I've read this. Yeah. Uh, it's not loading. <laughs> <laughs> Good chat. <laughs> yeah so um tetanus right yeah i might have tetanus i might not i mean all i've done is stand on a rusty nail but there you go dot uh, dot co it's the acronym for company co well then what's the acronym for columbia so dot com is the legacy like you should be if you would be like you know your dot co dot nz it'd be dot co dot co <laughs> yeah yeah uh, dot but com is not. a legacy domain extension with more than 100 million registrations Stick with .com if you're okay with the status quo. .co, on the other hand, is fresh, shorter, feels social, like and it's available. <laughs> it's like a dating app, this thing. Well, that's why Hayden took it, obviously. It he's would, fresh and available. But he's and not shorter. That's the problem. <laughs> he's not shorter, no. no. Is he social? Six foot seven? Yeah. Fresh, not shorter, social. Available? Is he Is he, is he available? That's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> so, so .co is uh, fresh shorter social and it's available hayden cook is fresh not short sociable and it's complicated <laughs> <laughs> nice. correct okay i think we've nailed this now um yeah what better place to discuss hayden's private life than a paranormal podcast yeah, exactly or we, we need to dabble we'd like to dabble you'd what? like to be you'd like to be a bit of a gossip i know you speaking of gossip you were impaled before <laughs> well yeah yeah and i witnessed not it. in that way well, i didn't know i witnessed the aftermath yeah uh, it was just before you it was i think you had already parked by then that's how recent it was you parked to um walk up my driveway as i stood on a nail a nail and it went into my foot and there's blood a little was, bit of blood there was a wee bit of blood that's a little blood, bit of blood the gore yeah but i i i was just wondering how how recent like have i had a tetanus shot one and two what are the early signs like when should i be worried well yeah so your your wife believes and she's trying to educate us that actually it you get it with the whooping cough yeah with so the whooping cough so we, we both had that because you well i think i did whooping cough you think i just you had trust the system i definitely had whooping cough back yeah i'm that means you don't have tetanus <laughs> Yeah, but do you know? You, do you think you had the whooping cough? Well, that's the bit I'm not sure about. I had a jab for something. I think it was that. <sighs> like, what else would it have been? Why did you get it? I was there. <laughs> I was just at the doctor well, and said, I, "Oh, can I do this?" Because the, la- the, the, the only time I've been to the doctor in the last what's like Boostrix? Boostrix, isn't it? Like, that's is that a flu jab? I don't know. I've had a flu jab. Would that save me? <laughs> no, it's not saving from tetanus. 
I think because um, I, I definitely had hoop and cough. I n- not I didn't have it. I, I knew that I I went and had. Boom! I had boost tricks. I just oh, googled tetanus, it. There, there it tetanus, is. Tet anus. There you go. <laughs> it's not tet anus. <laughs> Tetanus. The tet anus. I had boost tricks because I remember because I went to the hate clinic, which you hate, hate the clinic. and I had to declare it. That's the, the only reason it stuck in my mind is because I couldn't tricks. couldn't uh, give blood or. Uh, no, I, mm, I was able to give blood because the stand down was long enough. Oh, uh, right. Because they were yeah. like, okay, sorry, I don't think I can give blood. They're like, ah, oh, you look like a man who has sex with men. You're like, no, you've got me wrong there. That's not actually correct. I had boost tricks. Like, sorry. Didn't mean to call you that out for that. Yeah. And yeah, so no tetanus for me. I'm wrapped with that. Okay. Whereas I. Just a sore foot. Okay. I think I'm okay. But. Well, you didn't stand on a nail, so we know you're okay. Well, I might stumble out there, but I still can't give blood. Still can't give Still blood. Still can't give blood. And that's not because of booster That's because um, of the mean... Blood. I just booked my 10th donation. <sighs> why you Double going, digits, why baby. Why do you keep going back there? Full of hate. The, to help people. Yeah, well, they don't help me. I want to help people. They might. I'd love to help people, but I can't because they're, like, wielding some, like, archaic views around... We don't need to do this, this. again. This isn't good content. Don't bring up the hate clinic. I'm mm. really content-focused today. Like, really there was a few the things that clinic. we were saying... Um, off air that i kept saying stop talking to me it's good content then we turn the, we turn this on and the magic just ceases <laughs> yeah, exactly we start yeah. talking about hayden hijacking the show um i think it's money's, it's money's worth it what did we call should it? be happy with that haydencook.co co yeah for all your i mean he's got some good good clients now like he's he's the man so you'd be stupid not to he can work internationally he probably got that url when he was in columbia no, it would have been got dot co dot co. <laughs> so anyway, not cockle. Oh, I like that dot cockle. Um, I want to uh, pat us on the back. And by us, I mean me, and by pat, I mean not physically. Um, uh, well, I guess it's a big you're welcome, listeners, because we've just adjusted our entire working life around making sure this podcast happens. Getting up earlier. Tom is uh, hitting, hitting the hay early, getting up early. Half past five, I'm waking up. Half past five, you're going to bed, so you're you're on Doing like twelve hours rest, sleep. <laughs> rest time hours. You get up at half past five. Yeah. Why? I start the same time as you, and I have a longer commute, and I get up half an hour after you. I actually got up at twenty past five this morning. Why? I got to get myself ready. Do you go for runs in the morning? No. What do you do? Let's get ready. Oh, this isn't good content. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you do. I just... To be honest, I'm not surprised. You're a muck-arounder. I like to muck-around. You're a muck-arounder. I like to get warm. Yeah, the oh, warmth. I love, it. Warm. I love getting warm. There was a period there where I was like, I don't think I've been warm for three days. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> the other week. Because some of the firewood was wet, and I kept picking the wrong bits up, and then the fire wouldn't really do it. And then... Because... Um, I get real bad mouse hand. Like, you know, when, you, when your hand holding the mouse is real cold? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Real bad and um, cold. This isn't good content no, either. Not. What is going on here? <laughs> what? Uh, I can't deal with the minutiae. Uh, something fun I did get this week. I got on Monday. New toilet. <laughs> I feel like the content game is got lifting new, with that. Got a new toilet. Okay. It's pretty good. So it's called the Tornado V2. 
and they it have feels a, like something Dyson would make. They have, yeah, it does, doesn't it? And it sounds, it sounds, yeah, it sounds very Dysony. It has a, there's a phenomenal um, this is section on their website where they show themselves flushing different things in the Tornado V2. So they like flush Maltesers. <laughs> Why? They flush canned tuna. I feel like I get <laughs> they, rid of both of those things in my toilet. They flush um, ketchup. Why? It's just to show you how well it flushes. They can't show it flushing up poo poo. Does it save water? Yeah. You'd have to these it days does. if you invented a new flush. And then they show up flushing toilet paper, which is boring. But like this person like well, scoops well, the like, only relevant they go like part. a wee like, like snap open a can of tuna and scoop it into the toilet and Why? then just flush it. I don't get that. Just show off the Tornado V2 and how amazing it is. I could do that in my toilet. <laughs> you could, but it's like, not the Tornado sure, V2. Tuna has got to be one of the easiest things. <laughs> yeah, but it looks terrible. It looks With terrible. your reputation around America, I mean, the, the amount of toilets you've flushed over there i mean you need all the help you can get i'm better now i don't put the toilet paper layer down <laughs> i know i know that's bad god but yeah so that's the new toilet it's turned up so okay. it's going in shortly it's pretty bloody exciting well okay oh, so it's not even in no it's sitting inside bring house. it to the show once it's in i can't do this that. isn't content we could actually do an episode from the downstairs bathroom at home if we wanted to it's a wee, it's a wee little space there On we, location. We, we could pop in there we could at least uh what I want you to do is talk us through your ablutions using the voice recorder on your phone one time, and then okay, br- bring enough. the audio bring to the, the yeah, bring the, bring and then I want to I want a play by play of how well it flushes. Yeah, we could, and then every and then when you flush, because it's tornado, I want you to like um, deliver the coolest line imaginable as if it was like a bad guy walking walking okay. away from an explosion and i think that line has got to be we're not in kansas anymore toto because tornadoes oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's good that's good like, so it's flushes and then you say we're not is in toto, kansas isn't toto like a brand toto. of toilet too what i think like toto i, don't is know. I haven't been shopping for toilets well, how would i know what i'm thinking we do is we ask our listeners to tweet at us and uh give us <laughs> options for things i should try and flush down my toilet this never works it does this never works it does it totally does how are we how are they going to tweet us In the internet but we don't check it <laughs> <laughs> i don't say that a handwritten stamped self-addressed envelope to p.o box 1945 in christchurch <laughs> yeah toto bathroom taps toilets and more those are brand and a, and a band that sings about africa yeah so please twiddle us what things should i try and flush down my toilet if you do it, it's not gonna okay. give me give me give me something if you do we'll be seeing I'll, I'll check it okay well i won't check it if i forget to check it i'll pull out my phone next time we're recording and check it then. i'll check it i can check it <laughs> i can look at it okay um if you uh, one of our listeners that um, I have on Facebook chat anyway, just use that because <laughs> some of them are, have just added me on Facebook. So will it flush? We're playing will it flush now? Yeah, isn't that what we're doing? Because people things you can flush down. Yeah, so, will so it is flush? this a guarantee that whatever someone suggests you will flush? I'll give it a go. I'm okay, not saying well, it's I'm not saying it's going. I'm not saying it's going to be able to flush, but you know we need to give it a crack. Bowling ball. Will it flush? Try I'm it out. I'm going to tweet you bowling ball, <laughs> and then out. you have to do it. No, the competition isn't open to PS4. Once Hayden pays, yeah, up. well, that, that's a good one. Let's see if that will flush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll try a few things. See if it will flush. Yeah. So that those things that flush, we like. I don't know. We have a wee board that we make with a wee commemoration we board. Cross. 
We and could commission Hayden to make some animations of Will It Flush. Yeah, actually, we could animate this particular segment, us talking I've, about it, and on, then we go live to the toilet to do the Will It Flush and try and get it down. I feel like you're ripping off Letterman somehow. What was his one? Will It, will it Float. float? Yeah. Yes. Nah, I've, I'm onto you. I'm onto you, Ton. I was just about to <laughs> use your last name. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're ripping off Letterman. We're not doing that. No, it's 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 a homage. <laughs> okay, fine line, but yeah. okay, I'm 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 back on board. And we can have some fromage as a celebratory uh, d- uh, delicacy with our homage. What's fromage? Cheese, oh. French. We can see if cheese will flush. Cheese. Have will you flush. ever a big block of cheese though? With that flush, like a one kilo block of cheese. No. With that it's, I mean, the thing is, it's like putting a, a funnel on the end oh, of a garden You are underestimating the Tornado V2, my friend. <laughs> Hear me out. I mean, somehow this is now, this is still content. Um, if you put a giant funnel on the end of a garden hose, it doesn't mean that this stuff's going to make it all the way to the other end does, of the hose. It's a Tornado V2. No, it doesn't. Well, it really doesn't. It's, not it's more like, say. will your sewage system take it? Yeah, will it take it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let us know what we should try and flush. And um, we'll try and get it down there. You're not. Okay, a pop-up tent. Yeah, <laughs> try and get it down there. <laughs> Don't underestimate the power of the Tornado V2 toilet. I really do. I underestimate it. You shouldn't. You you, 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 you would run afoul of me if you try to underestimate it. So yeah, a family of four. Yeah, flush of get them down. Get them down there. <laughs> I reckon you do the half flush on that. <laughs> that. Actually, that could be the first step. We try the half flush. The half flush is for... Wees. Or like a family of floor or a block of cheese. Yeah, depending on whether you're running a tornado or not. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever... I'll never probably need to use the full flush on the tornado V2. Because mm. it'd just be too much. Mm-hmm. I'm worried I, like that's the sort of thing that if you were sitting on it and you did a courtesy flush, mm. you'd be gone. You'd be down there. I'll so lost forever. Maybe you just use the tagline when you use a full flush. The, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, I probably, won't, probably, I'll probably never do that, actually. I probably <laughs> need to. <laughs> such an amazing toilet um so you'll all be glad we're back i'm sure with content like this yeah great content content like this week after week this is what you got to look forward sitting to. in the winter in the garage mm. um keeping the yeah, keeping what else the have you got like have you have you got any anything else to bring to the party uh probably not too much more i mean the, i think i've topped myself out with a tornado v2 <laughs> i think that is the um can that, you get the grin off your face that when really you talk is about it? Oh, i love that it's the worst. So much. <sighs> so yeah that's um so that the bathroom downstairs is the first one to be done upstairs will be done next and uh hopefully we can get a tornado v2 up there too why are you replacing your toilets is there something wrong with them or just they're not tornadoes yeah <laughs> you're an idiot well the one upstairs no the one upstairs <laughs> has to be done because like it's like built into the wall sort of thing and, and you need to pull that out right and the one downstairs we just want to have the same toilet in both locations but then the plumber was like well, we don't know if you can actually have the same toilet upstairs because we don't know what two tornadoes in one house it might yeah, not handle it might be it. too much it might take the whole house down right so seems like it didn't happen yeah exciting looking forward to it <laughs> okay and that was your content for the week it's pretty much all I brought okay did you have anything else no we can talk about our next big tale I was too busy securing a sponsor you did very good to be honest <laughs> um, I reckon if Tornado V2 toilets are listening they should get on board as well <laughs> I think they accidentally have in the same way that, that Aiden Cook has <laughs> I mean forcibly just send an invoice to them this pops up says, by yeah. the way we mentioned your product incessantly in this episode yeah uh, and created a wee uh, test 
of its flushing capabilities. Yeah, and um, had another sponsor make an animation about it. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like spawn on spawn. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. No, nah, nothing else from me cool. to report, really. Do you want to fire into this um, spooky tale of the, You've of been, the week? This is one that we planned on getting to, what, like six weeks ago? Yeah. Watch the doco. Uh, you watched the doco. You did a deep dive. I did a shallow dive, and actually, when I went to rewatch the doco, realized I hadn't actually watched the whole thing. <laughs> so, as shallow as a dive could be. Um, but I was right into it. I feel like I missed a fair bit uh, by not seeing this through to the end. Good. So, do you want to intro what it is? Yeah, I think we should. So, this is a story that um known about for quite some time. And I remember when this documentary was first proposed. I think it was like a Kickstarter thing, maybe initially, to, to oh, get really? this off the ground. I could be completely wrong with that. But that's what I recall, that there was some discussion around getting this doco up and running. Mm-hmm. And um, the story, it's had a movie made about it already. But the movie... Story? Yeah, well, this, this tale has had a movie made about it in the past. What uh, movie? Fire in the Sky. Lights in the Sky. No, no, that's us. Fire in the Sky. Fireballs and... What was that episode we did about... Great Balls of Fire? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go anyway, on. Anyway. Insert joke here. Carry on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, the subject of the documentary is uh, Travis Walton. And the documentary is simply called travis yes yep and it chronicles the story of uh, travels travis travels hey tommy hands off that ignis fatus that was one was that the one <laughs> maybe anyway <laughs> so it chronicles the story of travis walton who uh on the 5th of november 1975 is alleged to have been abducted by a flying saucer you say alleged you say alleged yes alleged does that mean you don't believe it? i wasn't there mm. Carry on. wasn't there Carry on. so it was alleged to have been abducted on the 5th of november 1975 by a flying saucer uh from the apache sitgraves national forest in arizona where he was working as a tree thinning contractor making mm-hmm. the trees more shapely and sexy <gasps> this is where i can segue into um i remember a while back i came on the show and i told you how i'd become a man on the way there um and do you recall what that was about the day i became a man so was that when you got a lawnmower no was close that, was that a, a, cord, a cordless drill no close <laughs> these are all things that i don't have that I want to have. <laughs> chainsaw chainsaw that's when i got my first chainsaw and uh, it was an electric one and it was like it's manly but it's electric it plugs in it's a little bit dainty um so where the where uh where my story and travis's story converge is i bought a petrol lawnmower i mean chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> bought a petrol chainsaw and uh went to my friend jim the most haunted guy we know and um he had a tree that came down in a lightning storm and i cut it all up and brought it home very nice um so i was also much like travis felling trees uh well he wasn't felling trees he was just making them more shapely and sexy was he yeah why his tree thinning uh to sort of deal with like getting rid of like Uh, old growth and um old man's beard yeah old man's beard (laughs) (laughs) he sort of incendiary stuff to like fight forest fires gotcha fucking hero is travis me too Mm. 
Yes, I guess it's where our should. paths converge. Remember, I, 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 I guess. Like, I still am incredibly jealous that you have a uh, a cordless drill. I've got a I've got a drill. What do you I mean? A, I've got a drill I need a long extension cord for. Oh, <laughs> it's really embarrassing. I've got a spare electric chainsaw. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone wants one, <laughs> willing to trade for a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> so this um. The story begins, well, the documentary begins with some interviews with um, Travis and the rest of the crew. So the head of the logging crew was uh, a guy called Mike Rogers. So he was the one who'd put a contract in with the uh, is it like the National Park Service or the Forestry Service or something like that mm-hmm. for this tree thinning contract. And it was due on the 10th of November and they were running behind schedule. So they were working like 12 hour days. Working their asses off. Working their asses off. Chainsaws in hand. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. Uh, yes, trimming trees, yep. getting shit done, <laughs> making those trees sexy and fly honeys. Have you ever operated a chainsaw? No, I haven't. Mm. Should we just stop for a moment? To be honest, you can go tell. It up? You can just tell us chainsaw guys. Can usually just tell the non-chainsaw guys. <laughs> can the uh, petrol chainsaw guys tell the electric chainsaw guys? The petrol chainsaw guys definitely can, but the electric chainsaw guys tell themselves they can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the end of another long day, and Travis and the crew, so there were six of them in the crew, including Mike Rogers as the um, the, the head hunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis, I think Mike Rogers was 28, Travis was 22 from memory, and the youngest guy in the, uh, the logging crew was a guy called Steve Pierce, and he was 17. So he'd lied about his age to get Join on with the, the crew. Yeah. crew. So there were... Um, Join the military. In the back of this rickety old pickup truck leaving the scene. And mm-hmm. uh, there was Mike Rogers, Travis, and one other guy sitting in, in the cab. who, And then the rest of the guys were sitting in the back having a having a fag. <laughs> <laughs> Can you still call them a fag? I don't know. I, just, I was about to say smoke. I thought, is fag like completely, completely un-PC now to save him for a cigarette? I'm not sure. Yeah, durry. Anyway, having, having a, a durry. Having they were having a ciggy. Having a dart. Having a puff. Having a dart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> repeated with dart. Again. I love Lana. They're like they're having a dart. I was like, oh yeah, you know a dart. They're like yeah, we heard you that first time. It and just wasn't that good. And um, as they were exiting the uh, the forest, they spied a shiny object off the road mm. uh, in the trees. Yep correct so and they were like oh there's a shiny thing and i'm shamed a, a shiny demon and i'm having a dart yeah <laughs> and speaking of darting that is what uh, mr walton did nice segue there <laughs> okay i'll give myself that so he rushes out of the pickup truck towards the shining object and when he gets closer to it uh he sees that it is your typical flying saucer it is the sort of two pot pans on top of each other so at this time, the rest of the logging crew are still still in the pickup, screaming at Travis to get the hell back in the pickup truck. <gasps> Whereas language like that, Travis is very intrigued by the object. And um, one thing he sort of said is he went running over there and sort of realized, um, okay, holy shit, what have I done? Um, I shouldn't be doing this. But also, I don't want to like back down in front of my birds. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's like carrying on with the man, the man thing, charging into the face of danger, but also realizing did he, realize did he have a, a dart thing. in his mouth or did he not? He doesn't smoke oh, okay. or drink. Really? Yeah. Was he straight edge? A little bit straight edge. No booze, no 
girls, no chicks. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. Um, brilliant. I'm just going to leave uh, this profile oh, pic of Travis up yeah. as inspiration He's good. on the 40-inch TV. Yeah, 40-inch. I think it's bigger. 50. Thank you. Don't 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 cut me down 10 it's inches. It's 40 until you rub it. <laughs> <laughs> So Travis runs up to this thing. The guys are back in the pickup screaming uh, at him to get the hell out of there. And um, as he gets closer, he has this sort of um, memory of just like hearing something and then just blacking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the rest of the, the, the five others in the pickup truck instead see this light shoot from the craft, hit Travis in the chest, throw him up in the air and levitate him. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just... There, much like um, we've sort of you sort of that, that traditional UFO idea of somebody who's been struck by a beam and their arms are out in the sky and they're just being held there. Yep. And um, being the wonderful friends, colleagues, survivors, rescuers, compassionate people that the rest of the crew are, they, they smokers get out of there. They get to fudge out of dodge. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, they disappear. They leave. They bail. They, they bail. go back to town. They yeah, like Mike is like bail and like bail. I bail? think bail. bail think bail bail <laughs> bail so they take off mm-hmm. uh not long afterwards they sort of regather their their uh their they muster some sort of um confidence and strength and return to the scene and travis is nowhere to be seen he's gone mm-hmm. he's gone they see his body collapse into the grass right so it's being held and then um they see him kind of flop down yeah they get to fudge out so they think he's dead yeah essentially so they come back thinking they're going to find his dead body on the ground but instead he's nowhere to be seen yeah so they decide that well we better report this to the police and the comment commentary in the very beginning of the documentary is they think you know they're going to get charged with murder yeah that what the hell the police are not there's no way the police are buying the story right of course yeah of course (laughs) would you this guy would you no yeah exactly (laughs) like i mean like i would think this is ludicrous there's no way that these these um these guys have had some sort of accident they've either killed him by accident or they've done something to him yeah and they're trying to cover it up it's like logging crew in the middle of nowhere with no witnesses and when the cops come back there's no evidence of anything there's no evidence of footprints running into the forest where they say he was there's no evidence of a craft that came down nothing Mm -hmm. disturbed there's just nothing it's just like okay he's disappeared yeah and um, you probably killed him. Maybe it was Thanos. Could have been. But it was then, like a Thanos-style disappearance. Yeah, it just disappeared. But yeah. even then, there was, like, dust left behind, wasn't there? They had a dust bust up. Spoilers! <laughs> oh, come on. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, um, they go back. There's no nothing to be seen. I've padded for a significantly long enough period of time for you to have a sip of your beer I could. and yes, thank you for go. That. So, the um, uh, police chief is like, okay... Clearly, you guys killed them. Haven't? I mean, they didn't sort of say it straight away, but these, they're pretty much um, making that assumption. They come back the next day, do a research, can't find anything, and then essentially the the rest of the crew are under surveillance. They think that they have killed them, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to find some evidence to to, to do to, to to pin it on the guys. Exactly. While they were searching, um, they even said things like, you know, if you just tell us where he is, it'll, it'll save us a lot of hassle, yeah. and it's inevitable he's going to be found, and all that sort of stuff. So, so, so the, um, the the cops never take the disappearance seriously, so they don't throw much resource at trying to find him, which also angers Mike Rogers and um, Travis's brother, 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 
yep. Travis's brother, uh, Dwayne. I think it's Dwayne. I think it was his name. I believe you. Yeah. So they're all um, they're furious about the fact that there's not a lot of police resource going into this this thing, and they're also being perceived that they're the, the murderers. Mm-hmm. Five days go by, mm. and about midnight, about yeah midnight, there's a a phone call that's made from Travis. Yeah, from a phone booth on the outside, outside outskirts of town. Like he's miles away from where he was when he was actually taken. Yeah, it's nowhere near where he was actually taken. Mm-hmm. And um, what Travis has said is that he recalls waking up, seeing like a bright light above him that just shoots off. Yep. So just dumped and run. Mm. It's like you were threw up in the back of a cab or an Uber, and they just chuck, chuck, you know, chuck you out the door. Yeah. So obviously, listeners, this is where it gets juicy. Yeah. So they think that this guy's disappeared. Five days later, they get a phone call out of nowhere, and he's back. He's back. He's back, baby. <laughs> so yes. Travis's brother-in-law and his brother come and pick him up, and they take him back to uh, into, into sort of hiding at his mother's place. Mm-hmm. And uh, his mother lives in some remote cabin um yep. in, in in the woods correct where always spooky shit happens <laughs> yeah i've seen that movie so travis realizes um by sort of he touches his face and realizes there's sort of a good five days worth of beard growth growth on his face yeah um you and i we probably wouldn't notice the difference too much because we are no facial hair fiends yeah and um he's also stepped on the scale at his mother's cabin and he's lost like 10 pounds 15 i think oh 15 pounds something like that it's a big number yeah yeah and um the other part that's spooky there is that he swears it was the same night so he thought he was getting back midnight then totally that's right he totally thinks it's the same night so um he thinks he's been gone for like you know three or four hours when really it's been five days so which isn't that uncommon i mean lost time stuff happens um but yeah that's he right. was quite shocked at, at finding the stubble on his face etc that's exactly it right so when you hear about stories of um of people being abducted they talk about missing time and that's quite common mm. um, but missing time it's normally a couple of hours it's not five days yeah that's right which makes you think okay maybe something a bit more serious happened here mm-hmm. and that comes into one of the theories around why he was taken as well so travis and uh, travis remembers parts of the incident but um, he also undergoes, uh, in, in a couple of days afterwards, some sort of hypnotic regression. That's right, yeah. Um, sort of to help him recall the full events. Mm-hmm. So this is, a, I, just, I just got some information here that I um, found actually on Travis Walton's website, which if you want to duck on board, it's travis-walton.co. Um, no way. .co.co. <laughs> Travis-walton.co.co, I believe is the URL. Uh, Travis-Walton.com is the the website, and there's a uh, there's a really detailed account from Travis of the entire incident from going into the just as starting the the day on the fifth of November 1975 to um, what he what he did, what happened, and then a really detailed account of what happened when he was on board the craft. And I had I've heard the story uh, a number of times before, and um, what I didn't realise is actually how detailed the account was of what Travis has from when he's actually on board the craft. Mm-hmm. So, and, this, as, and this account has come up through hypnotic regression. A little bit, but what he said, what sort of happened is he, he didn't remember too much more through hypnotic regression that he didn't already remember without it. Right. Uh, what, it, what it sort of said is that the hypnotic regression made some things a little bit clearer 
to understand oh, okay. and remember yep. but it didn't it, it, it wasn't like again in other ufo cases where people have their memories wiped in abduction cases they have their memories completely wiped and they have no recollection of what happened mm-hmm. so memory was pretty squeaky clean which is quite uh, unusual okay so i'll just i'll just read through i've um like i was telling you earlier there was about uh, 20 pages of stuff here uh thousands of words like ten thousand something words and i've uh, condensed it down uh, to a mere fraction of what it is so i'm going to skip through quite a bit um but if you want to read more about it you can see it on his website for free yeah you can nice okay so we're picking up now from travis's perspective we're not sure exactly of the time frames but it's sometime after the abduction had occurred mm-hmm. obviously yep so this is from travis's perspective as well i didn't try to move or even open my eyes at first I felt an excruciating ache and badly burned all over, even inside. Ugh. When you have burning insides, that's never a pleasant experience. No, Heart I mean, burn? Gaviscon? Yeah, Gaviscon. Yeah. Quickies? Quickies. Suddenly, <clears throat> the memory of what happened came rushing back. I remembered standing in the clearing in the woods, looking up at that glowing saucer. Where in the hell am I? A hospital? How's that? Let me just check the levels. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, uh, Travis has um, found, found himself, he's waking up on board this, this craft, and he has this aching, excruciating pain. And this goes into part of the theory of why he was taken, is that they, they done fucked him up. Yeah, so that, um, not to jump ahead too far, but that was the part of the doco that I missed first time around yeah. when I did my shallow dive, um, that I found most fascinating, was he he is convinced that when he initially um saw the craft uh and ran towards it and you know was dumped in a heap he thinks he was um possibly even dead yeah like he was um severely injured and he believes that um they maybe took him to fix him up so what's with these sort of trigger happy ets that are seeing some mustachio man running towards them and taking pot shots at the poor bugger i mean when are we going to address that he's um a ginger with a mustache like <laughs> cool. is that does that appear in your notes somewhere? no it doesn't i think it he's, it's a glorious look it's it's a really good look it's a really good i look. recommend anyone just look him up just have a look he's he looks like a good honest bloke though he looks like um good soul of the earth he man. could have been like a woodwork teacher in the 70s yeah yeah totally <laughs> like you mr walton would lean over your shoulder and help you on the lathe yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and he'd wear a tie yeah which would be bad and that the he'd wood tuck shop. in yeah he'd wood tuck, shop. It, tuck it into his shirt button yeah exactly yeah it'd be like a dark colored shirt but a really colorful and busy tie <laughs> i think so travis comes to on board the craft um, and he's confused where he is he thinks he's in a hospital i could see the blurry figures leaning over me Abruptly, my vision cleared. The sudden horror of what I saw rocked me. I was looking squarely into the face of a horrible creature. There were three of them. I struck out, hitting one of them with my arm, knocking it into another. The creature was light and had fallen back easily. I grabbed for something to fend them off. My hand seized a thin cylinder about 18 inches long. I tried to break the tube, but I couldn't. The creatures were a little under 5 feet in height. They had a basic humanoid form. Two arms, two legs, hands with five digits. Their thin bones were covered with pale flesh. 
They had an orangish brown single piece suit on of suede like material. It's quite nice, isn't it? Hmm. You can pick one of these up. It's beautiful. I saw no buttons, zippers, flies. It doesn't say flies. I didn't say flies. Mm-hmm. This is quite lovely. I quite like these. They wore pinkish tan footwear with very small feet. Pinkish tan? Pinkish tan. Like, pinkish tan with an orangish brown jumpsuit. Like, Jesus, guys. It's quite dated. It is. It's very, very 70s. Yeah. But this did happen in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, is that weird? <laughs> their bald heads were large for their small, fragile bodies. Their thin-lipped mouths were narrow. I never saw them open. Lying close to the he- lying close to their heads on either sides were tiny lobes of ears. Their miniature noses had small oval nostrils. Their eyes were twice the size of a normal human's. The iris was large, and little of the white part of the eye was showing. They had no lashes and no eyebrows. Mm. So very sort of traditional kind of um, grey like alien type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except wearing horrific fashion choices. Yeah. Someone should have them up about that. Like, I'm disappointed in them. They've come all this way, and they wear that. Like, that's their uniform. Yeah, that to me, that's the weird part. Because it does sound like a 70s thing. How often do you think they changed the uniform? Like, it must be a big thing. Because, like, I know when, when I've been at work and I had to wear a uniform, and you change a uniform, you've got to go through all these consultation things. The rebranding. And them on and yeah. get everyone's sizes. They all sound about the same size. Yeah. Sounds like a fucking ma- you know, mission, though. Mm-hmm. I, I guess they're on a mission, so that, that, that is fine. But yeah, do maybe they have do they have like a um, a tendering process? I would to figure think it'd have to be right. You, you couldn't just have water contract without. It. Then there'd be sort of like some like extraterrestrial um, sort of like in, investigation for sort of fraudulent practices and things like that. Like that's not good for any corporate, you know, intergalactic or otherwise. Genuinely, though, this is the this is the first part I've had where I'm like, that's dubious. Just because of the outfits. Yeah, honestly. Because, like, they're 70s fashion. Like, why? Yeah, why? Like, that's the first question mark I've had. Like, um, the rest seems, like, believable. But why would they have something of the times? Or is it that he's projected onto what he thought? I guess he only saw them for a split second. It was a pretty traumatic time. But he did get a good description of them. Anyway, we'll, um, we'll we'll carry on. No, nah, I'm out. Stop, <laughs> stop the podcast. I'm out because <laughs> they're fashion. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into this. <laughs> uh, suddenly, the creatures turned and dashed out the open door, turned right, and disappeared into the bowels of the craft. Into the conversation pit. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, there was a curving hallway about three feet wide outside the door. I looked to the right, down the passage in the direction that the creatures had run. There was, was no one in sight. A can of Campbell's tomato soup. And some delicious fondue <laughs> smell. Uh, seeing nothing in the passage to my left, I began to walk that way. The hallway turned continuously in a tight curve to the right. Um, sort of like, imagine you're inside a craft that's a sort of cylindrical shape, and I guess that's yep. the sort of thing you've you're hung a perimeter, a, a corridor around the perimeter, you've yep. hung a right, yep. hung a left. <laughs> to go right ahead was another doorway i looked in cautiously it was empty except for a single chair on the arms of the chair were what looked like controls there was a single lever on the left arm on the right arm there was an illuminated screen under that a square of approximately 25 colored buttons arranged in about five vertical rows with one color for each row i looked for symbols or written words and found none Mm. on impulse i went ahead and pushed one of the green buttons as you do (laughs) as you would yeah I looked around the room and listened carefully. Nothing happened. Trembling, I put my hand onto the lever. I rotated the handle of the lever forward, feeling the slow, fluid resistance of it. 
Quickly, I pulled my hand off the lever, which returned to the original position. If this thing is flying, I could crash it or throw it off course. So I thought better of it. What the heck? I know. They don't touch on any of this in the documentary. No, totally, yeah. I heard a faint sound. I whirled around, and there, standing in the open doorway, was a human being. He was a man about six feet two inches tall. His helmeted head barely cleared the doorway. He was wearing a tight-fitting bright blue suit. His feet were covered with black boots, a black band or belt wrapped around his middle. I ran up to him, babbling all sorts of questions. The man remained silent and took me firmly but gently by the arm and gestured me to go with him. So they're like, oh fuck, this guy's out of control. Send in the (laughs) hybrid guy that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Need more human-y. Yeah. Uh, He stopped in front of, of a closed doorway that slid open into the wall. Uh, the door opened into a bare room so small it was like a, a foyer. We spent approximately two minutes in the metal cubicle, then a door slid open on the other side. The brilliant warm light that came through the opening door into the airlock-like room was almost like daylight. I descended down a short ramp about seven or eight feet to the floor. I looked around to discover that, although I was outside the craft, I was in a huge hangar-like room. Mm. The craft we had exited seemed to radiate a faint heat from its hull and sat nearly in the middle of the large room. There were two or three other oval-shaped saucers reflecting light like highly polished chrome. I could see two of them very clearly. Wow. So this feels like he's been taken to, like, the mothership, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And they're like, okay, we're going to let you out. Walk through, like, the airlock door, open the door, send the human guy to escort them who obviously can't speak English because this alien-human hybrid wouldn't know how to speak English. Yeah. Um, and he's being taken into, like, the, the craft's parked. I don't yeah. know, and he may have parked it himself in the hangar when this he touched the lever. blowing my mind. Yeah. And they don't touch on this. Why don't they mention this? I know, I this know. This is great. This is, this is really intense. And if you read his, like, what's on his website, they get into so much more detail than right. I just touched on. Yeah. The man escorted me to a door that opened silently into a hallway. Uh, Down the hallway we walked and into another room. My interest was immediately focused on three other humans. Two Mm -hmm. men and a woman were standing around a table. They were all wearing uniforms like the first man, except they had no helmets on. They shared a family-like resemblance, although they were not quite identical. What is going on here? What is this place? I demanded. They didn't answer me. One man and the woman came around the table, approaching me. Silently they took me by the arm. They lifted me easily onto the edge of the table. I started protesting. I began to resist them, but all three of them began pushing me back, gently backward down onto the table. What, like lying down? Yeah. Okay. He's like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw that the woman had an object in her hand like an oxygen mask, only there was no tubes connected to it. She pressed the mask down over my mouth and nose. I rapidly became weak. Everything started turning grey. Then there was nothing at all. And that's all that he can remember on the craft. And then he woke up um, in, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Whoa. So it sort of seems to me, reading into that, is he's on the craft. They're like, okay, pick this guy up, kind of fucked him up, get him into like the sick bay. Yep. Um, let the alien doctors work on him. Then yep. he wakes up. He freaks out. The extraterrestrials scurry away in their lovely costumes. Um, <laughs> send in like the alien human hybrid who can't speak English, but at least he looks the same. Yeah. They get back to the mothership. They offload him, take him to like a like take him away, put him in the proper hospital. He recovers over the next five days. Then another ship t- picks him up, drops him off, and that's that. 
Whoa. That's what happened? That's yeah. heavy. Yeah, really heavy, right? That's heavy. Uh, and like, I don't really see a reason not to believe him. Um, so the other reasons not to believe him we didn't really touch on. They talk about in the documentary is yeah. we the, can we can yeah. Do you want to dive back into y- that? Yeah. So okay, I just cool. I thought there's a couple of things here that I um, wanted to call out um, as evidence, and then I guess we can touch on the scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Um, Hit it. So the some of the evidence that they recorded there was physical evidence so they had noted that on the site of the abduction there was um significant tree ring growth in the direction of the craft yeah so imagine there's a craft in the middle and like the tree rings are like being pulled in that direction of the craft yeah normally circular it would be like if you um dragged one corner out yes smudged it towards the central point just yep. pulled it in that direction. Yeah. Um, and similar things have been observed in um, the region around Chernobyl with radiation. Mm-hmm. So sort of some rapid growth and some growth such as that, which is the plant life growing in the direction of the radiation source. Yeah. So um, years later, they obviously realized that the trees where this craft was seen were growing much faster than everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so all the six crew members were given lie detector tests. Yeah. Um, so all of them passed the first five passed. so there's nuance to that which which i think is worth mentioning where um the crew members were all taken to the police station yep. and the younger one you mentioned who was 17 or lied about his age or was 17 was it yeah so uh steve steve pierce was the the younger one and he um so he he passed the lie detector test but there was i think his name was alan dallas was the guy's name so the he had a guy he had a criminal background and right. um he didn't pass the test the first time so he reset the test at a later date and did pass. He, his was inconclusive. He didn't fail yeah. it. It was just inconclusive. So so what I was going to say there is I think it was the younger one. He was extremely nervous. that uh, And the polygraph test guy who was from you know another county or something, they got him in and he said, we'll start with that guy. Because he figured that um, he would grab that guy, get the answers from him, yep. and then maybe use a couple of the others to verify it. But uh it would save him a whole lot of work yeah however they thought that he was the most upset about it because he was yeah. the youngest he was most likely to crack yeah so um the problem was that uh he didn't crack and his stories checked out uh, as far as the polygraph goes and they mentioned that they asked them four questions over and over and <laughs> over again um like did you kill uh travis no that came up as true did you see an object in the sky yes that came up as true <laughs> did you see a ufo yes um and they had you know um four questions along those lines that w- they asked for two hours straight for just each person just grilled the poor buggers yeah and they and were already in a distraught state anyway yeah and they passed so yeah yeah the the people behind polygraph they they admit it's not an exact science but they said that the odds of um stories correlating for people was uh was millions to one yeah that's right it was, uh, it was particularly with that, my, that size group yeah millions to one by the time you had four or five people they wouldn't all be able to do the polygraph test so that was interesting very interesting and travis and his brother um were also also uh, went through the uh, a test and um also passed mm. um there is a bit of scrutiny though and um a man who many dubbed like the uh like a ufo prosecutor or a, or a uh, rather than a 
um, investigator. It's like an aggressive skeptic. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Philip J. Class, which is rhymes perfectly with the name that he actually is, ass. <laughs> Renowned UFO. He's like school in July. Skeptic. Yeah. Yeah. No, no class. No class. Though here we do have that. That's a scrubs yeah. joke that's in America. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so this guy just ruthlessly attacked the story. They just he seemed at all costs wanted to debunk it. And there's a history of him in other UFO cases where he's done the same thing. Hmm. He liked to call people kooks and crazies yeah. and and yeah, put labels out there. And it was to the point where he's, he's willing to destroy destroy people's reputations. Like there was one like guy they mentioned who like like probably committed suicide because he was so attacked by class mm, and mm. the way he the way he behaved with them that's right the yeah. guy was an asshole yeah so of course uh class comes in he never once spoke to travis never once bothered to interview him and dreams up this theory that um because mike rogers was running late on the contract had you know only five days to finish that he knew he was never gonna get it done in time and would be billed penalized financially for doing so that they dreamed up this story to throw travis into a cabin in the woods somewhere so maybe at his mum's place or something like that and um then have this whole you know story dreamed up in mm. order to cover up the fact they weren't going to make the the contract yeah that's right and they basically said well that wouldn't work because yeah. you can't escape a contract like that no <laughs> yeah um and, and other sources i'd read previously is that this wasn't the first time that um, mike rogers had been let on the contract like it just happens sometimes and yes yeah, there was course. a bit of penalties but it wasn't like you know that old man's beard's gonna yeah. take a while sometimes <laughs> like the forest service understand that sometimes happens and it was sort of like okay and, and like later on he went on to get more contracts with the the forest service so it mm-hmm. wasn't like it was just um you know this was this was just some crazy scheme yeah um like also the fact that you know for these guys to cover this up and, and it goes on and, and again another source i read that some of these guys who were on the crew were only temporary workers and mm. then well they were all temporary workers and then when um rogers got another contract he didn't get them all back he only got travis and one other guy back i think mm. to um to fulfill the contract so you would have thought oh, okay if they were pissed off about having come up with some made-up story around this then why would they continue to lie yep. when they weren't even employed anymore yeah um and it goes right through the fact where in the 1980s old class hole offered <laughs> um steve price ten thousand dollars to say it was a hoax yeah that's right yeah and um and yeah 10 grand in the 80s is a heck of a lot of cash heck of a lot of cash and um steve price said no it happened yeah i'm not taking that money it really happened yeah and these guys have stuck to their story uh from the very beginning the story hasn't changed and when they're interviewed they seem really genuine people Mm -hmm. um there is sort of a touch on here that maybe class was some sort of like government agent or um that's right disinformation operative well they talked about how somehow he was able to get you know um pretty dominant articles and very well populated uh, like newspapers like um, straight into new york times when he wanted to be yep. and things like that um so they think that there was maybe something else to it and also that you know with this ten thousand dollars for example that he didn't have a lot of money like yeah where was that coming from where was that coming from yeah that was sort of this uh this view that there's this government pool of money and if you think about it that um if you are trying to suppress this 
you need someone to ruthlessly come in here because at the moment the story is all stacking up. Yeah. So when you look at through the, there are there are various skeptics who do attack the story, and, and of course there always will be with these sort of like high profile events, but no one attacks it to the degree uh, that class does. And if you think about that, he has pushed someone to the brink of suicide, well, to taking their own life with a, you know a really heavy handed attack of them and their credibility in the past. Clearly, he's not afraid of stopping anything. Mm. So it doesn't surprise me that he's tasked to shut the shit down and mm. he does yeah the the documentary finishes with um travis one of the crew members going back to the site that's right so travis won't reveal where the site is because he's fearful of people coming up there and taking souvenirs of the trees that's or right setting the area on fire by careless action and mm-hmm. he seems very passionate about the the area and the environment and yeah what they were doing to keep it safe um, he talks about a forest fire that raged through and you can see he's, he's um, upset about the fact that, that that had occurred when they had been put a lot of effort into preserving that, that area and, and, and trying to keep fires away and yep. um, so yeah, he calls that some silly behaviour from somebody that let, let the fire start in the first place so uh, you can tell he's passionate and wants to protect the site mm-hmm. um, so trudge back to the, the site and the last sort of commentary talks around the the idea of why don't when people as skeptics always say why don't the extraterrestrials just land on the white house, white house front lawn like why, is it, why don't they do that there here yeah and i um, expect somebody to be able to answer that yeah <laughs> and, and travis's comment around that is he thinks it's actually more about the the human race being gradually conditioned hmm. to this to the point when whether there's ever a moment of disclosure or a moment of hey we're here it may never be that way that uh, there's if you think about even in recent years there's been more and more of these sightings that have been more mm-hmm. um in the public eye yeah um and people are just gradually being conditioned to the idea that we're not alone um, yeah. i certainly don't believe that we're alone and I'm, I'm quite comfortable with the fact that we have visitation coming to this planet um i think there's lots of evidence that stacks up and they do say that if this was like a criminal case and you had all this evidence you'd be convicting people on it yeah that's right yeah I mean, it ties in with the um, uh, the same kind of ethos that um, Secret Machines has. Yes, it's a slow disclosure project. A slow burn. You can't you can't come out all guns blazing, so to speak. Yeah, um, people ain't ready for it. Yeah. So Trevor seems really comfortable with it. Um, I think his comments around where he still wishes it didn't happen mm-hmm. um, to him, but I think he sort of accepted accepted it. Um, he clearly hasn't made lots of money from it when you nope. see. Harry acts and behaves in the clothes he wears, and mm-hmm. and that he still seems extremely down to earth as a as a as a as an individual, even though he's probably been one of the few people who's been dragged into space into a, <laughs> yeah. a UFO infirmary. Yep, um, it's a fascinating tale, and I think if it wasn't somebody as sort of credible and salt of the earth type fella that um, is telling it, that it maybe would raise a few more question yeah. marks. But um, it's clearly not a guy who wants. He's not you know uh craving celebrity no clearly not yeah fascinating so that was the documentary um it's on amazon prime in new zealand god knows where it is elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah start by reading his um his uh stuff up on his website yeah so i think what, what i'm going to do later on um at some point is actually read the full transcript of stuff from the website and um, learn a bit more about the the story in detail i think i've learned lots of 
sort of skimming around the edges, but actually reading the full information that he had about when he was on board the craft. Just those two sections on the website of when he was on board the craft, and there's more details on there that I um, I couldn't include because it would have we would have been doing this for hours to go through everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a fascinating story, and the fact that he remembers this so well. Um, you could tweet the link. Since you're such a so into Twitter, go and tweet the link. I dare tweet you. The, tweet the link, yeah. and uh, yeah. Then, then also, I can I can I can wrap in my V2 uh, toilet challenge at the same time. Yeah, great. Yeah, um, maybe we can even get Travis. Oh, borders are closed. What? It's like we can get Travis out here, and, and he and I can do the V2 <laughs> challenge. But get him quarantining for two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. <laughs> and get him in. <laughs> yeah, and then we can sort of uh, flush a few things down. We can flush that glass cylinder down the toilet he has. Flush a um, uh, orangish brownish uniform with pink slippers. <laughs> see if they go down. Of course they will. Do you think he would shave his mo for charity oh. and flush it down? Yeah, <laughs> flush the mo for charity. Flush the mo for charity. <laughs> Hashtag flush the mo for charity. Mm. Get it trending. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you want Travis to come visit us and flush the mo for charity, um, <laughs> tweet us. Tweet us. Go. Go ahead and give our Twitter handle. Uh, uh, lights and sky podcast. Nope. Go again. Uh, this is my point. We don't use Twitter enough. You don't even know what the handle is. Let's sixty-nine, sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to tweet us, tweet us. I don't think anyone will. I'll check it. At lights in the sky pod. No. At lit's pod. No. At lit's podcast. No. At lights in the sky podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> At lits underscore podcast. Yeah, it was there. I was <laughs> wasn't. missing you, the underscore. Yeah, I know. That's my point. You were missing the underscore. <laughs> You're always missing the underscore. All right. Um, anything else to add this week? I, th- I think we. I think we've done it. If you, if you are interested in a .co.co URL, mm-hmm. your uh, browser name, um, then that's probably you know. Let, let us know if we can help you out with that because um, Cookie can do that for you. Yeah. So HaydenCook.co. Yeah or .co.co he may he, we may have actually inspired him to do haydencook.co.co now okay um, um, try it and you'll know either way <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath um, okay so um, I feel like the start of this episode was content poor and the end really was probably some of our best UFO content dug deep and by our I mean your because I did bugger all a bit bit of juiciness in there yeah it was awesome I I really enjoyed that um, that doco it's yeah fascinating story find it enjoy it watch it savour it Mm -hmm. if you're locked in locked in place somewhere get onto that doco it'll it'll give you an hour and a half of filling in your locked in time and uh, send us PS4s if you want your business advertised and on L- L- and on at lits underscore and if you podcast. want to send us ps4s for us to flush down the toilet <laughs> you can do that too you can do that too all right on that note um uh, we're not gonna light some we're not gonna get me some strange a because nah, i just realized it's, it's still there under that tv <laughs> still got the tv stacked on top of it i should have prepared better um okay well that's uh looks like a good good uh time to end so uh for all of your motion graphic needs uh motion graphic animation anything you would require um haydencook.co.co <laughs> <laughs> um we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast join us next week to loo haydencook.co